What's up, humans? This is the Human Up Podcast. My name is Victor Ung. This is a podcast about what it means to be emotionally intelligent. It's my own exploration in developing my own EQ, as well as researching and learning and applying all the different methods, tools, and exercises to go from being emotionally brittle to emotionally resilient. So this is a very personal journey of mine, but along the way, I also hope to help others who are also in a very similar position um, or, or stage in life. And hopefully we can figure out this thing called life together. So today I wanted to share one of the, the first things I've learned about how to develop better emotional intelligence. It is going to be a reading of one of the blog posts that I've written a while back uh, on my blog, and you can find it at Victor Ung, that's victorung.com. And it's probably best if you just search for it. Um, it's called The Negative Emotion Typology, Disarm Negativity by Defining It. First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I've honestly been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. So just as a little context, uh, this is something I learned from a lot of, you know, articles and, and studies and books um, being done around emotional intelligence and positive psychology. And it has to do with the fact that we allow our, our negative emotions to dictate such a huge part of our lives because we haven't been taught or, or been given the, the education around what to do with our emotions. Um, we haven't been given the, the vocabulary to be able to both identify and express our emotions. And in that level of ambiguity and that level of confusion around what we're feeling gets in the way of allowing us to live a, you know, fulfilling, joyful and, and happy life with the people around us because we just, ignore these emotions and it just it just bottles up and we all know how that ends. <laughs> so I, I found out about this negative emotion typology when uh, talking to one of my good friends about expressing our emotions and uh, he kind of thought of an example from his workplace 
and, and the fact that he was getting angry at his coworker and it was getting in the way of being productive and, and being able to get work done. And he was, he took it upon himself to want to, you know, figure out why he keeps finding himself being angry at him, at his coworker for seemingly no reason. Um, and, and he found this website here. So I found this super useful to be able to help myself in defining a little bit of what I've been feeling as well. And, and I, I go into it with, with this article. So without further ado, this is my blog post called The Negative Emotion Typology, Disarm Negativity by Defining It. We've all felt some type of negative emotion at one point in our lives, but the question is, how is that affecting your life? Does it get in the way of doing your best work, being productive, developing a deeper connection with someone? Because it's definitely affecting mine. I've been terrible with my emotions. My emotional intelligence was non-existent. I was a shy kid who couldn't trust his intuition and struggled with expressing myself comfortably. I've internalized all of my negative emotions over the years and has collected into a tangled mess in my mind. It stopped me from trying new things or following my passions. I became boringly risk averse and developed a needy attachment to money. And I struggled to connect intimately with women and men and to put myself out there with new people. There's so much of the human experience to explore, things to do, places to see, people we can learn from. Why do we let our emotions take that away from us? So is there something we can do about it? Can we learn how to be better with our emotions? We might be able to with something one of my good friends showed me recently, the negative emotion typology. Developed by the Delft Institute of Positive Design, the negative emotion typology defines a number of human emotions and the typical scenarios for when we would feel each one. The idea is to use this tool to pinpoint what you're actually feeling, gain insight on why you're feeling that way, then start to come up with steps to do something about it. For the past year, I've been struggling with so many different feelings. Everything from not being fulfilled by my job to risking it all and becoming an online entrepreneur and content creator to contemplating my purpose in life to, to finding what truly excites me all outside my comfort zone. At first, I thought my stagnation and fear was anxiety, but as I read its definition, I realized I'm not in any real life-threatening situation. There may be some uncertainty in my future, but there's nothing I have to be physically on guard for. So I scrolled to the bottom of the anxiety page and compared it with insecurity. It reads, in the case of anxiety, the threat is existential, threatening the physical and mental well-being of a person. For insecurity, the threat is social, not measuring up to the eyes of others and ultimately being accepted. That was it. Going into a totally different life on my own is scary, not because of some external threat, but because I don't know what my friends and family in the public will think of me. I was thinking, will this actually work? What if I fail and embarrass myself? What if I can't recover from such a drastic change? But now knowing that the root cause was just my own insecurity, I was able to discredit that feeling by observing how irrational it all was. Why stress myself out by asking all of these what ifs? Who says I won't be able to recover or adapt? Why am I not allowing myself to celebrate the resiliency I have developed over the years? And why does it matter how people will judge me if it's something I care about and want to do? 
But more importantly, why would I give away so much of my power to anyone else by letting them control my mind, thoughts, and feelings? That's one thing I've learned on this journey so far, that although we don't have complete control with what we're feeling, we do have control over how we respond to them. The fear, anxiety, insecurity, whatever it may be, doesn't have to define us or dictate our actions. You might be thinking, but emotions are just a part of us. They're innate to human nature. That used to be the common knowledge for sure, but more research has been done that is proving otherwise. For the past 25 years, psychology professor Lisa Feldman Barrett has studied emotions in the human brain. She shared her findings on a TED Talk that tells us our emotions are not as instinctive as we think. Brett says that our brains are only making its best guess for how it should interpret the situation in front of us. It uses past experiences to try to give the current thing context for you to appropriately respond. Think about how two people can have a different reaction to, say, a dramatic movie scene. One can resonate with it, cry with it, feel a wide range of emotions because of the memories or experiences they had, while the other can be completely unfazed because it's not as applicable to their lives. Plus, people from different parts of the world will have a different meaning for each of their emotions. In the West, we think of happiness as excitement, joy, and high energy, whereas a lot of countries in the East associate happiness to a calm and relaxed state. The West is a lot more expressive and is customary to smile, but in places like Japan, India, and Russia, smiling too much can be seen as unintelligent. How we interpret feelings and emotions are all subjective within our own minds. It might be a hard pill to swallow at first because it means you are actually responsible for a lot of what happens. But it's also empowering because it means you have the ability to find solutions and do something about it. We don't have to feel stuck feeling bad or short-tempered or highly sensitive to negative emotions all the time. I know, sometimes it's just easier. But how much does that serve you and your future? Okay, cool. So why don't we just think more positive thoughts and call it a day then? Well, it's a little more complicated than that. I'm not saying that we could just think happy thoughts and we'll forever be successful, joyful, and fulfilled. But believing in and getting stuck with the negative emotions will definitely not help us get there. Sitting in that anger or anxiety or stress or fear for too long is only going to lead to more of the same. Those emotions stagnate and close us off to opportunities. They are great signals for what may happen, maybe even positive change, but dwelling in them only wastes our most precious resource, time. I know it's not that easy to just shrug things off or simply remove yourself from the negative emotions, but doing the first step in defining the specific feeling you're experiencing will get you closer to feeling better. Having that self-awareness is a critical trait for building that emotional resilience you need to be more productive, create deeper connections, and live more passionately. Sometimes we have to embrace the low in order to reach new highs. Think about it. What do you do when you want to jump higher? First, you have to lower yourself into a crouch in order to create that potential energy to actually jump. I tried to stay positive all the time, so I ignored my negative emotions and claimed that they weren't real, that they weren't me. The people around me and in society reinforced that for me. Out of good intentions, they were trying to make me feel better by denying my negative emotions. They would tell me, it's all good, no, you're so smart, dude, you're amazing. And I wanted to believe them. So I ended up not embracing the negative emotions and instead maintained myself at 
a horizontal baseline with no variation. They would also tell me to just get over it, man up, don't be so sensitive. So I did. I kept them locked up. And every time I put one into a cage, it grew angrier, fiercer. But then every once in a while, it would escape and come back stronger, bringing a bunch of its friends along with it. Instead of fearing the gremlins in our minds, why don't we let them roam free? It doesn't mean let them have total reign, but they're also living creatures and they just want to be. It's like facing any real life animal that can sense your fear. The more you resist or fight it, the harder they combat. It'll be scary at first going into the deep basement of your mind, but the basis of all of fear is uncertainty. And if you accept that, there's nowhere else to go but up. The most exciting life stories have both ups and downs. You need to tell both. You can't jump higher from a standing position. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I, I hope it was at least of some value to you. And I'm really curious. I want to hear what you think and what you took away from it. Any and all sort of feedback is going to help me get better. So please don't hesitate to let me know. And before I let you go, I want to let you know about what I've been doing for the past few months. I've enrolled in a life coaching certification program and we're graduating soon. And in part of that graduation process, we are to uh, practice with life coaching sessions uh, with, with anybody who's interested. So if you are curious about life coaching or have been thinking about uh, working with one um, as opposed to a therapist or maybe in tandem with your therapist, hit me up. I love talking to people about life and, and where they want to go and, and help identify what could possibly be holding them back from what they want to achieve. And one of my life missions is, as you know, to increase emotional intelligence, self-awareness, empathy, self-efficacy, and that all very much fits into what a life coach does. I, I love just holding up a mirror and being that sounding board for, for those who otherwise have never had that space or that opportunity to fully express themselves um, to someone in an unbiased and non-judgmental way. So if you're interested, you can find me at Victor Ung, that's victorung.com. There's a application form for you to fill out for me to get to know you a little more before we jump on a call and have our uh, first free coaching session. So can't wait to hear from you. And thank you again for listening. Talk to you later.